This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Kia ora koutou, ko Anna tuku ingoa. My name is Anna. Ko te pau whakawhiranaki o o te pōti tuku mahi. I work as the manager at Citizens Advice Bureau Dunedin. Today we have Irene Wilson, the Digital Programs Coordinator at Dunedin Public Libraries. No my Heidi my Irene. Kia ora for zooming in today to have a kōrero about everything digital at the Dunedin Public Library. Hi, it's great to be here. So I thought we could go through... Um, all the amazing programs that the library has available, and there are many. Um, and so could we start with the stepping up, which are free classes on digital technologies, yeah? Yep. So these are classes that are run at the City Library. And we run them twice a week on Monday afternoons and Wednesdays mornings. And currently we're also trialling running evening classes. And there's... A variety of different classes that we do. We have options like computer basics and smartphone basics. Ones that we've got coming up um, from tomorrow is Google Drive and Apps and Trade Me. We also have Google and the Internet and Digital Research coming up. And then we'll be loading up more classes after that once we run them during the school semester. Nice. And so how to... um is there a booking system and also how do people see what's coming up on the calendar? We do have a booking system. We have a limit of four people per class this is so we can make sure that people get the most from a class and don't get lost in a crowd. Yeah. So to book, you can either phone the library, come in, or go to dunedinlibraries.govt.nz slash stepping up. And this will show you all the upcoming classes um, and you can book through there. We also have pamphlets available from all our libraries that you can pick up to see what classes are going to be coming up soon. Nice. Okay. And so this Skinny Jump um, program or initiative, I guess, you guys are sort of facilitating the sign-ups for that. That, Yes. um, So, and this is really aimed at people that are sort of potentially digitally excluded, isn't it? Because that's quite a big issue for CAB. We see that a lot. And um, CAB New Zealand has, you know, um, presented a petition to to Parliament actually in July all about digital exclusion. So who's this suitable for? So this was, um, we looked at the government's digital blueprint of people who are at high risk of being digitally excluded. So the groups that are included are families with children in low socioeconomic communities, people with disabilities, migrants and refugees with English as a second language, Māori and Pacifica youth, offenders and ex-offenders, seniors, people who are living in social housing, and those who are currently unemployed. That's great. And so... What makes it super affordable? You know, so how you know, like, how much does it cost, and and what do people get for that? So the basic cost is five dollars a month, and you get thirty gigs, and it's all prepaid. So if you run out of data, you just run out of data. You don't get those higher charges for 
data that's not part of your package. There's no sign-up fees. There's no hidden costs. If you can't afford it one month, you just don't pay for that month and you don't get the internet. Mm -hmm. But you can renew the pack up to five times in one month. So that would be $25 for 150 gigs of internet. Yeah. Now, there's some... um there's some only a certain amount of signups per cell phone tower. Is that how is that internet in other areas that are actually already overprescribed, or is it is it okay here? There are some areas that um, have reached capacity because you can imagine with social housing, it's quite a dense area of yeah. houses altogether that are all trying to get it. The cell phone towers are constantly being upgraded and people do move around the areas, so you can check to see if your house is in an area with space by going to skinny.co.nz slash jump slash home. And you'll be able to type in your address and see if you can get skinny at your address. Cool. And so um, how many, the, the, the amount of people on each cell tower, does that vary or is it the same per cell tower? It varies depending on what the state of the cell phone tower is. Skinny also runs normal um, broadband through its cell phone towers. That's not on its discounted rate. So it also depends how many people are paying their full price in accessing the tower. Yeah, okay, cool. And there's no contract or commitment to that. Like you can just – and if you don't pay for one month, do you lose your spot? No, you stay connected if – the last we've heard is if you, as long as you pay once a year, you still have it. Oh, yeah. um, and, and I've got a check with my boss and he says that's still the case. Um, you get given a free modem when you sign up. And the, oh, yeah. At the end, if you leave the skinny jump, you just have to return the modem. That's the only commitment there is. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so there are a couple of ways people can access a wide range of ebooks. Tell us about these, like what sort of books are available? And I, I noticed there's a few, like there's Borrow Box, Wheelers, Romance Cloud. What, what sort of, tell us a little bit about that stuff. Please. So these you can access uh, through our website. I'll just start by saying if people don't currently have a library account, they can create a free library account by going through our website, clicking join, and there's a digital membership So if you can't get into the library or if we're in lockdowns, you can join up through our website for free and get access to all our digital resources, including these e-books. So with e-books, we have the three providers Anna just mentioned. BorrowBox and Wheelers, you can access through our website or they both have their own apps. Romance Cloud's slightly different. It's only accessible through a website. only has romance books, as you may have guessed from the title. And this is a free access website. So you do not borrow books, you just read them. So all these books are in stock at all the time. People around the world can all be reading the same book. With borrow box and wheelers, you need to borrow the book. So, and again, with copyright laws, one person can borrow a book at a time. So if it's not available, you can place a hold on it and come back later. Um, there is a couple things to note. Uh, you can have up to six um, ebooks out with BorrowBox or five out with Wheelers, and they both lend for three weeks. And so, what if people just don't have a clue about ebooks? Um, 
is, is there someone who can help them or what I mean not in normal situation obviously when we're not in lockdown um who can walk you know help walk them through the guide like if they once you're open again people would come in and there'd be someone there that could show them through all this isn't there Yep, so there's a few different options. If we're in lockdown, um, we have niche tutorials, which I'll talk about later. We have, you can email and ask, and if it's a long lockdown, we'll also have phone help for digital um, resources. When we're not in lockdown and at level one, where you can book a librarian and this will give you half an hour of one-on-one help and they'll take you through everything, answer all your questions. If you just have a quick question or two, just feel free to come into any of the libraries and ask at the desk and they'll be able to help you then and there as well. So people would just ring to book that half-hour session one-on-one, would they? Yes, or there's a, on our website through services, there's a book a librarian tab and you can go that way as well if we're not open, if it's the evenings. The one thing I didn't say was there's no overdue fees. So when these items are due, you just lose access to them. So there's no way, holds are free, there's no overdues, there's no possibility to get any charges whatsoever with our e-books. Yeah. Um, and if you want to return items early so you can get more out, that's also something that you can do. I'm just wondering if we should just have a quick quarter all about what devices, like can you use a Kindle for these books? No. Kindle Fire you can. Oh, yeah. But normal Kindles, no. Um, a Kindle is an Amazon product, and they've quite locked the device down so that you need to use an Amazon products with it. Yeah. But tablets, computers, smartphones, Kobos, they are all options that you can use. Okay, cool. Um, so then the next thing would be audio books. How are these accessed? So they're quite similar to the e-books, um, though this time we have BorrowBox again. But not Wheelers. This time we have Olverscroft, which is a little bit of a mouthful. So that's Olverscroft. And again, both of these have an app, or you can access them through our website. Okay. Um, Borrowbox has the same rules as before. You can have six items out. Now, this is six ebooks and six audiobooks. So it's not either or, it's six of each. With Olverscroft, you can only have two out at one time and you can place two holds at the same time. Um, And both of them have the same rules where you can renew items as long as no one else has a hold on it and you can place holds free. Um, Olverscroft focus more on British and mystery, British mystery and romance books, while Borrowbox has a wider range. And they also have a good selection of non-fiction self-help books on Borrowbox. Nice. Um, so Press Reader, this is an amazing program. Um, 7,000 newspapers and magazines can be accessed. That's pretty pretty com- comprehensive, isn't it? <laughs> for, yeah, for so, a better word. Um, so tell us about that. <laughs> it's one of my favourite resources. Um, there's over 150 countries on there. So there's access to thousands of newspapers and magazines and you can read them online and there's a couple of different options about how you can read them. You can view it on your computer screen or smartphone screen um, exactly how it looks as a physical paper or as the magazine or you can click on individual articles and go in and read, have them pop up on your screen and read them closer when you go into articles, there's also a few different options available, such as having the article read aloud to you, 
or translated. And there's 20 different language options there. And there's times when I've gone and looked at international newspapers that aren't in English, but then translated them into English so I can read what's happening in countries around the world. When there's big events happening, I want to read the local paper. So it's great to get information like that. And you well, that's do- amazing. Just as we sidebar, but who does all the translations for that? I believe it's more of an automatic translation, probably through Google Translate. Because yeah, yeah, okay. it's pretty accurate. You find? I find it pretty good. Um, yeah. I'm not multilingual, so I can't pick up the finer details. And there's occasionally there'll be a sentence that doesn't quite read right. Yeah. But overall, it seems to be really well done. Yeah. And you get the gist of it. Nice. Yes. So, um, anything else you want to say about Press Reader? Um, uh, magazines. There's so many good magazines on there. Um, some of the New Zealand titles include the New Zealand Listener, Mind Food, Kiwi Gardener, New Zealand Classic Car, North and South. And again, wow. you can view them as they are in the magazine with all their lovely pictures or click on the individual articles to read. And Sorry, are they available when they come into the stores or is there a bit of a time lag? I, it's about the same time frame. Yeah, cool. Um, and there's a bit of a back catalogue for e- each resource on there. What the back catalogue is will depend on each publisher and what they're willing to let press reader put on the website. Yeah. Um, there's also a selection of magazines for kids and teens on press reader, so it can be particularly good during lockdowns if that happens again. Yeah. Um, hey, and also, so and some of them you can only access from the library, though. That's correct, eh? Yes, due to some publishing rights, if you're in the library, you can use our computers to access a wider range of newspapers. Um, the Christchurch Press is one of those, and the ODT is one as well. So in the library, you can read them, but from home, you're not able to. Yeah. Um, there's also an app for Press Reader that you can get on your phone, and you can also tailor the app and tailor your account so that it brings up the titles you most want to see and lets you know when your favourite magazine has got its latest issue out. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? I'm going to have to use that a bit more myself, I think. (laughs) It's one of my favourites. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing is um, Beamer film, TV shows and movies. You know, what's the range and the genres like in this collection? So this is an Australian-based company, and they have a focus on Australian and New Zealand films. They also have a wide range of film festival films. They don't have the latest blockbusters, but they do have nearly 1,500 films, and it's a selection that constantly is being added to. And so there's movies, TV shows, and documentaries, and you can also narrow it down to a range of kids' movies. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, and any costs or conditions or limitations there, or is it just free? No, it's, again, everything I'm talking about, you just need a library account to sign in with. Mm-hmm. And once you've, with Beamer Film, you select Dunedin Public Libraries, enter your library card information, and then you create your own account with Beamer Film, which you'll then use to log in from then on. And, again, this has an app, or you can use it through the website. If you've got a Chromecast, you can cast it onto your TV, if you have a smart TV, you might be able to just get the app straight onto your TV. Wow. There's no ads, no limits. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, so 
This was one I wasn't aware of, access to many sites that help with gene- genealogy research. That's pretty cool, um, particularly Ancestry.com. Is that, is that their full site that you get access to? This is Ancestry Library Edition. All right. So it's quite close to Ancestry.com, yeah. but there are a couple restrictions because it's free access through the library. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't personalise your account as much as you can with the paid version, and there's a couple databases that aren't accessible, but it's pretty good in general. The one thing to note with um, Ancestry Library Edition, it is usually a resource that you can only search from within the library. But during last year's lockdown, they extended the license so people could search from home. And they've just extended that a couple of times. So you can now look at it from home until the end of 2021. So you've got until the end of the year to go nuts and search your family online. Yeah, that's pretty um, – because, you know, it's quite pricey to actually have a I, – I bought one for a year once and did a whole lot of research and then um, haven't been back on it. I mean, I have. You can still do a limited, you know, searching when you haven't got an account, but that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and so Family Search and Find My Past is on there and um, other things like the newspapers, archives – it's pretty, it's, and so all those other things I just mentioned, how many of them are available from home or mostly in the library or? Um, so Family Search is available from home, but there is some ex- parts of it you can only access while you're in the library. Um, Found My Path is only accessible within the library. And for the paper archives, the British newspaper archive can only be searched from within the library, um, but papers past can be searched from home. And Mm. that one contains 45 digitised New Zealand papers. Currently, 30 of them can be fully searched. Yeah. Yeah, I've used it in the past. It's it's quite, it's amazing what you can find on there about previous articles about your family and stuff. Yes, it's really interesting. Search engine too, you know, like you just put in different words and it will find them all. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, So digital resources, again, there's lots available here. Um, Do you want to tell us quickly about some of those? So New Zealand digital resources, it's a list we've gathered around of resources that are around New Zealand. So there's a Find New Zealand article, which is a database that contains indexes to New Zealand content from a wide range of sources. For example, there's a bug database for New Zealand, and there's also the CCS Disability Action database. So there's a great range in there to have a look through. Um, There's links to Legislation New Zealand, which contains New Zealand's acts, regulations, builds, and hazards. And there's also the New Zealand Government Directory, which is the most comprehensive source of information on Parliament, politics and the public sector, as well as a link to the Birth, Death and Marriages um, website. What was the one you just said before the Birth, Death and Marriages? Uh, the New Zealand Government Directory. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, and then there's access to the funders. Um, that's Generosity New Zealand, isn't it? Um, Yes, it is. Use your library log on just to get into that database and see what all the funds are available for various things, yeah? Yes, so there's two options there. There's Give Me and Give Us. So Give Me is for the individuals and Give Us is for the volunteer and community groups. Yeah. 
Um, now, and so learn a language. There's a, this is a comprehensive list of many sites for learning languages. Lots of links to um, te reo learning, which is great, um, including te reo sing-alongs. What else can you tell our listeners about the languages available and how to access them? Oh, so this is um, through the library website under digital library and then go into learn a language. We have links to Duolingo, which has interactive tutorials, Memrise, which includes clips of native speakers. There are four different links to um, Samoan language, learning Samoan languages, as well as three links to um, Tureo. And in a separate um, section of the digital library, we have the Tureo sing-along. And also we have um, a link to the Lingogo app which has simple stories in Tereo and other Pacific languages and has the option for each sentence to be translated or read aloud. And we also have links under the digital uh, learner language to New Zealand Braille and New Zealand Sign Language. Wow. Okay, um, story box. That's books that get read aloud for kids, is it? Yeah, so this is something we signed up to in last year's lockdown. Um, it's just we interactive story times for kids. You can search across four different age categories, and it goes up to the age of 12. And you can also search for the length of time, the theme of the story, the author or the narrator, if you have a favourite storyteller. Wow. Um, Encyclopedia's World Book. What, what is that about? So this is made by the people who made the original encyclopedias. Anyone my age or older remember those very large 26 books that every single library had. But as the world's going online, more so they. So this gives you access to an online resource. Once again, you log in with your library card and you get taken to um, the menu where there's um, eight different categories you can click on, and it's mostly divided into the age ranges. It is an American site, so the age ranges are based on their school structure, but there is a great section on activities in here where you can search by the age of the kids doing it, how long it will take to complete, how much the materials will cost, or if it's a holiday theme. Pretty good. Um, and so I guess someone's always updating those all the time, all the encyclopedia stuff. Yes, with non-fiction information, if it doesn't get updated, it goes out of date. Right. Okay, <laughs> and so lastly, Niche Academy. These are uh, many online tutorials, yes, um, mostly yeah. tutorials for how to use all the things that we've talked about. Yes, there's lots of um, tutorials on there for the library resources, but there's also a wider range of tutorials on there. It could be for like the Google products such as Google Documents or Gmail. There's some um, tutorials from Microsoft Word and Excel. There's an Internet Basics, an Internet Security one, a How to Zoom tutorial, which could be very useful if lockdowns keep happening. There's also Instagram um, and Snapchat on there, as well as some really helpful tech talks for people. Gosh, it's just, um, I, I'm pretty impressed with um, all the programs, the courses, the resources, ebooks, help, learning that the library is providing for the community here. It's absolutely fantastic. Yes, and um, um, everything apart from the skinny jump um, internet is all free, um, and you can just sign up to the library for free. So basically, our rates are paying for them. 
bingo. Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's that's uh, people need to know about it um, and and access them and use them. It's it's absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who just didn't have a clue that all these things were available. Um, so thanks so much for joining me in lockdown over Zoom, Irene. It's really appreciated. I'm sure the listeners have learned a great deal about what the library offers, you know, in the digital space. So important to be able to access this, especially, you know, now while we are in lockdown. Um, so you've sort of said that the community can get in touch if they need more info. You've sort of touched on that, the website, phone, email. I just want to do a quick, the website, phone and email again. Or Yep. So our website is Dunedin Libraries. Dot G-O-V-T dot NZ, or you can phone us when we're not in lockdown on 474-3690 or our email address is library at dcc.govt.nz. Of course, if you get to our website, all our information is listed under the contact page. Nice. Um, so, as always, thank you to Otago Access Radio and Domi for hosting us and organising the Zoom recording and to all those listening. Remember, Citizens Advice Bureau has links and contact info to the library on our community directory on our website, www.cab.org.nz. And as mentioned by Irene, all the information discussed can be found on the Dunedin Library website, dunedinlibraries.govt.nz. Cab is operating and available at any alert level via phone, email and live chat on our website. Face-to-face will be available at level one. And, yes, we are at Roger's house normally, 155 Princess Street. The 0800 number, which is available all the time, 0800 Yeah, and there's heaps of information on our website about anything. Noho ora mai ra. Goodbye, stay well, look after yourselves. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.